Hello and welcome to episode four of the Endpoint Zone with Brad Anderson. Brad, it's great to be here, number four. Yeah, we are on the fourth show. Immensely yeah. popular show, which is uh, which is good. We're uh, we're liking the fact that you guys out there are really enjoying the show. Get lots of comments on Twitter. Don't forget to uh, to tweet us. We'll give our handles out a little bit later on in the show so that you guys can uh, get in contact with us. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you're enjoying. And let us know what other things you'd like to cover inside of the show. It's really cool. I mean, here we are, month four, mm-hmm. and the first three months has actually been one of the top viewed videos in all of Technet. That's that's actually yeah. pretty amazing. I mean, the place where we place all of our technical videos at for the entire company, and we just started this, and it's one of the most viewed one of the most viewed videos in all of Technet. I think it just shows how much interest there is in mm. it. Yeah, it really does. It's really really cool that we're getting uh, getting this level of uh, of great feedback about mm-hmm. what we're doing. So, awesome stuff. Um, let's get right down to it because it's been another monumental week, possibly <laughs> the most monumental month yeah. ever inside of EMM. Uh, and as the official EMM talk show, we really do uh, need to cover some of this stuff off. We would, of course, start by talking about what some of our competitors have done. In the last month or the last two months? Well, yeah, we probably have to go for three, I think, to, uh, yeah. to find some good stuff out there. So it takes a little while to find some stuff. Now that we've got this new architecture with Intune and Azure, we have some cool stuff to be able to ship on a very regular basis. And we're starting to see that cadence come to light. So. Yeah, so a major set of updates that were released in November. We talked about mm-hmm. that last month. You know, literally today. So, so yeah. we're, we're, we're filming. It's Monday, uh, what, December, December 8th, 8th in the, in yep. the afternoon. And, and, and literally worldwide right now, we're in the process of updating the Intune back end with what I believe is the most significant update to Intune ever. Mm-hmm. And I would argue you know, maybe one of the most significant events in all of enterprise mobility management to, in history to date as well. Huge set of updates coming out today. So you know, last month, this month, two huge, huge updates. And in terms of like the cadence, this is the cadence that people should expect from us. You know, We are fully expecting to do monthly kind of updates going forward. Our architecture enables that. And the fact that we've actually built this as a cloud service, which our competitors have not, is going to enable us to have a level of agility that nobody else has. Yeah, and some of these things are absolutely groundbreaking. I mean, we have conditional access now yeah. for email. Yeah. Um, great, great feature. I love it. I was showing some folks this a, a little while ago. It's amazing. But tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more. Yeah, so I think if I were to categorize what's being rolled out right now worldwide across Intune, first and foremost, I would say I think we're entering the mobile application segment, if you will, mm-hmm. like in force. Yeah. I mean, literally, the things that are coming out right now in intern world, uh, Intune worldwide is Microsoft saying, hey, we are a huge player in mobile application management, and we think we have the premier solution on the market. So the first thing that's being released is you have the containers on iOS and on Android. And it's important to actually point out the actual team that built those containers is the AppV team. Mm-hmm. And if you think about AppV as it's kind of a container. Yeah. You know, I would argue sure. that the team, yeah. the AppV team, is probably the most qualified team in the world to build containers. It certainly is the most used container in the world. Mm-hmm. And they've taken the, those years and years of expertise and built these containers on iOS and on Android. So that's first and foremost. Now, we also have released, actually these are actually up in the stores. They've been available for a couple of weeks now. Word, Excel, PowerPoint for iOS and Android that's in the preview right now are natively built, natively instrumented to take advantage of the containers that release as a part of Intune and be managed. Mm-hmm. So that allows me to do things like manage, copy, paste, cut. You know, really the way to think about it is, is it allows us to separate corporate content from personal content, allow the free sharing of corporate content amongst the corporate applications, but block the sharing from corporate apps to consumer apps. It then gives you the ability to do conditional access, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But then it also gives you the ability when you go to wipe a device, mm-hmm. you can wipe just the corporate details, the corporate data, but leave the personal alone. That is the scenario that we hear from all of our coaches that they're looking for on iOS, on Android, on Windows. 
That's what we've now delivered with the mobile application management capabilities that are going in Intune today with Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneDrive coming in the future. And then as we look at Windows, we are natively working with the Windows organization in the container, the data protection that we actually demoed last month. That's yeah, right. We did. Yeah. And, and as that releases, we'll be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be lighting that up and be loud and proud about it. Yeah, and we're going to have a, that's going to mean we're going to have a fantastic container system on every single platform out there that actually works and feels native to the user. Yeah. And what we've actually done is, is, you know, we've actually worked with the Windows organization and what we learned building the containers on iOS and Android to make sure that the Windows you know, organization benefits from that learning. Mm -hmm. But we also have a consistent set of northbound APIs across Windows, iOS, and Android that we're all you know, utilizing. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's the, just great work. It's the, it's the, it's the right approach. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how it feels. So going back, conditional access, what yeah. that allows us to do. So first of all, we did release conditional access for on-premises Exchange 2013 in November. Mm -hmm. This month, you know, today, we are releasing the conditional access to Exchange Online. And what that allows you to do is, is set policy that says, I'm only going to allow email to flow to a device if it's one managed, and two, if it's compliant with the policies that have been set. You know, mm -hmm. for example, power on password has to be encrypted and cannot be jailbroken. And so with this, with this conditional access, you can actually gate the delivery of email based upon that. And you know, we'll start with Exchange, we'll move that to SharePoint and OneDrive for Business in the future. But that conditional access is just really, you know, the killer, killer feature in, in some of the, the integration we've done with Office. It's one of those things that you just kind of think, how could that not have existed in a in a platform before, and yeah. how can anybody else not have implemented yeah. something as cool as this? Because when you think about what you can actually do on these devices, if you have email which isn't managed by an MDM environment, it actually isn't provisioned by MDM, you've got no way of taking that off there. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually an unmanaged email profile. Yeah, it's really important to, to talk about the architecture of what we built, because the way we've actually built this is it's back-end integration that we've, you know, Office, the Intune organization, and AAD have done. Mm. And, you know, for example, MobileIron, AirWatch, you know, Good, go through the other mobile device managers, cannot actually provide conditional mm -hmm. access to Office 365. Yep. Because what they do is they funnel all communication back through a gateway, so everything has to come back in through a VPN back into the corporation and then out to the cloud. Well, if you're using a cloud service like Office 365, I can pick up any device, it doesn't have to be managed, mm -hmm. and I just go to the cloud. Yeah. Their architecture does not allow them to do conditional access to a SaaS app. And so that seems one of the reasons why when we looked around the industry and said, who has really built the architecture that matters for the future? We didn't find anybody. And so, you know, we've, we've built that, and everything that we're doing is inside of Azure Active Directory. We can provide that conditional access, not only to Office 365, but literally to any SaaS app in the future. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool way of doing it. And I've had a, had a chance to play around with the, um, uh, the on-premises version that works with Exchange yep. 2013. We've got tons of customers out there still using Exchange 2013, obviously. It's a really elegant solution. It actually just it, it uses things that are just natively available inside of Exchange, the idea of being able to do email quarantine. Mm -hmm. Very, very clever yeah. that we've actually taken that and been able to leverage now it. Now available from the cloud app and yeah. move forward from there. Yeah, very, right, very So that's cool number stuff. one, you know, the, the container, the Word, Excel, PowerPoint that's been, you know, um, instrumented to be managed by Intune. We also released today a managed browser. Mm -hmm. And yep. so both on iOS and Android, the ability to have a browser that you can put policy on. And again, it allows you to have all your corporate content that's being accessed to a browser go through a managed browser. You can control it, manage it, mm -hmm. keep it all contained, and keep it separate from the consumer. Yep. We also have released, you know, the, the audiovisual player, Acrobat readers, all mm -hmm. those managed so that, again, as you get different kind of attachments or links that come through email, you can keep all that corporate content, all that corporate data contained, enable sharing, but then if you want to block that sharing from corporate applications to consumer applications. And so all that is actually a part of mobile application management. It really enables a, a life cycle going through the different stages and the mm -hmm. workflow through the, uh, through the, 
through what you might do on the device. So. And it's really important to point out, you know, the, the first scenario that everybody tries to get to that are, that's implementing enterprise mobility management is secure email. Mm -hmm. They want to lock down the device, but you're locking down the device most commonly to get secure email. Well, to deliver secure email, you have to have the readers and the editors for Word, Excel, PowerPoint, or Browser, Acrobat. You have to have all mm -hmm. of those, and you want to have all those managed. Well, Intune is the only solution on the market that allows you to deeply manage Word, Excel, PowerPoint on iOS, on Android, with a browser and Acrobat. No other solution on the market can manage the Office mobile applications like Intune can. Yeah, it's, a, it's an incredible suite when you look at it like that as well. And there's other things that we've done as well, specific for iOS. Bulk yeah. enrollment comes to mind. Yeah, so um, we've we integrated with this thing called the Apple Configurator. Yeah. So, you know, the ability to do bulk configuration or bulk enrollment just makes it easier to manage, you know, or to enroll 10 devices or 1,000 devices. The other interesting thing that Apple did is they allow you to basically now create, you know, custom iOS policies. And so we've built this capability to create these custom files, these config files, mm -hmm. that then get translated into custom policies that can be applied on iOS. And all that's been made available today as well globally. And we can, we can also do the, um, uh, the de uh, device enrollment profile for Apple where we can actually send that off to Apple and they can ship you devices that's right. that are pre-enrolled. That's right. Which some folks really All love. that, you know, literally that's the work that we've you know, completed in the last 30 days, that major update in November, mm -hmm. that major update in December. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, as I think about it, it's actually a very rewarding day. It's been a very, very uh, happy and fun day around the different buildings that, you know, the Enterprise Mobility Suite and Office teams work in. Because I think, you know, we laid out a very compelling vision as we were at TechEd in Houston back mm -hmm. in May. And we talked about all this work that we were going to do. And, and I think a number of organizations were, well, wow, that's aggressive. Is Microsoft, can they deliver on all that? And what I think I'm maybe most proud of is we did, we did everything that we said we were going to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we've delivered, we've executed well. And I just, I couldn't be more proud of the team. And I couldn't be more proud of the amount of value that we're delivering out into the market right now. Yeah, it really, really is fabulous. So I think it's, uh, it's a great position to, uh, to have finally got to. Um, it's not the only thing, though. We also have um, Azure Remote App went GA yeah, yeah. Uh, in the course of this month as well. Yeah, so we've announced it's going to GA on the 11th. Mm -hmm. So GA is oh, this yeah. Friday. Okay. Yep. So last week we announced the pricing. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think it's interesting to talk about this because as I think about Azure Remote App, mm -hmm. I think it will play a fundamental component of many organizations' enterprise mobility strategy. So let's talk a little bit about what it is, how it's different, and then I think how we're bringing it to market is just very, very different as well. And so the concept here is is... You know, people have been using remote desktop services, you know, and Citrix for, you know, forever, decades. Yeah. Right. I mean, that partnership with Citrix goes back decades, and it's actually one of the, you know, just one of the kind of like quintessential or example partnerships that I always talk to the market about. We've always done great work together. What we've been hearing from organizations is they, they want to get away from all the CapEx spend mm -hmm. that has to be made as they build out these farms of remote desktop servers in order to, to support, you know, the peaks. And so a couple of years ago, we embarked on this plan of, well, what if we could rebuild what is Azure Remote or what is Remote Desktop Services, but build it as a pure cloud app? Mm -hmm. Then we could take advantage of the global footprint of Azure and all the 17 different you know, regions, data centers around the world with you know, uh, close access to almost every user in the world. Yeah, you know, yeah I pretty think much. We, so, you know, high 90s we have access to within the speed of light, so you get this great experience going to all of our data centers. And, th and that's what we are delivering this week. And so we, we've learned a lot through the process. And we've learned, you know, some of the things that we initially thought we would do, we, we, we've adjusted as the market has helped us understand what the usage case is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while we, we may be third into the market with this, you know, Amazon's got a solution out, as does VMware, um, I think they missed the mark. Yeah. They've delivered a solution that focuses on delivering the desktop. Mm -hmm. And what we've heard loud and clear is people want to deliver apps. 
Yeah. And I think it mirrors very closely what you see on-premises. Mm -hmm. If you take a look at most deployments on-premises, it's a very small percentage of full desktop or VDI, and the bulk of what's being used is to deliver apps to users on their devices. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those things that, when you think about it, actually it does become kind of obvious. These devices, they weren't designed to run a desktop. You don't ha want to have a, a small menu that you need to click here, and you don't want to have a little drop-down. It has mm -hmm. to be a little bit different to that. So yeah. as a result, people are more comfortable when the application is all that they're seeing, and they don't have to go off to see little system tray notification icons inside of what they're working on inside of an application. You're 100% right, and what we've learned as we built this is, you know, there's what you call the head apps, and then there's the tail of the apps. Mm -hmm. You know, as I think about a head app, that's like email, yeah. or your browser, and those will be native apps on these devices. The apps that I would classify as head are the apps that probably are open 24 by 7 that users are using, you know, whenever they have the device on. Mm -hmm. But then every enterprise organization has got a long tail of oh, yeah. apps that are predominantly Windows apps that have been yep. built over the last 10, 15 years. And as more and more of these mobile devices come in, the enterprises are looking to how do they deliver this long tail of Windows apps down to their devices across all, down to their users across all their devices, whether that be Windows, iOS, or Android. So what we really focused on was delivering a great experience that allowed organizations to upload any Windows app that they have, mm -hmm. upload that into the cloud. You can actually select which Azure data center you want that to go into or multiple data centers. Mm -hmm. And then as your users come in, they get a view of those apps, and when they click it, the app is running in the, in the Azure data centers, and they're getting this beautiful experience remoted down to them on their device. But it focuses, uh, focuses on the apps and giving access to users to all this long tail of apps that every corporation has. And obviously those long tail of applications, they don't just exist in a little vacuum on their own they probably still need to talk back to components that are existing on-prem. So just like we've done with lots of the other parts of Azure, we've built connector technology mm -hmm. that you can deploy on-prem, nice and easy. That's right. There's very, very little in the way of firewall ports and re-architecting of the environment to just make it work mm -hmm. through Azure. So that Azure really becomes a kind of an extension of an organization's yeah. data center or, or, their, or their private cloud. So I think we're, we're delivering what the market is wanting in terms of the technology, but I think we also are very innovative in how we're packaging and pricing this and bringing it to market, and that's one of the pieces that we announced last Thursday. Yeah. You know, others in the market are kind of in the price point of $35 per user per month, and what I have heard personally resounding on this is it's just too expensive. Most organizations look at that, you yeah. do the math, $35 per user per month, you know, do that times 12, 12 months, and you're talking just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of dollars per user per year, and it's just more than what the market is going to bear. So as we focus in on the apps, we actually have come out with what I think are very interesting price points. There's a basic and a standard. Basic is $10 per user per month. Standard is $15 per user per month. And you know, by the time organizations get the discounts they get from Microsoft, I think the average selling price for the basic is going to be $657 per user per month for this. And they have the ability to now leverage the Azure global footprint to deliver down Windows applications to all their users' devices. Yeah, it's going to make a really big difference of being able to get those long tail line of business yeah. apps onto devices. Yeah. I was involved in a, a project with, uh, with one of our customers not too long ago to do, well actually it turned out just that. I was actually brought in to do something completely different, um, some other work on Azure, we're building access to the application, found out that this company happened to have a, uh, a nice Windows 7 application that actually developed it for touch, they hadn't really rolled it out internally because they'd struggled to get hold of touch screens to, to deploy. However, 15 minutes work, we had that app working running. seamlessly on iOS and Android devices. It was amazing. So maybe we should actually maybe take a yeah, look let's at take it. Look at that. Okay. Yeah. So I've got a I've got a kind of a standard iPad here. And what I'm going to do here is actually show you how easy it is to get Azure Remote App up and running. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I think the team has focused on and done really, really well on is simplicity. So I'm just sitting here on my iPad, I'm just going to do a search, go to your favorite search engine, you know, Google or Bing, and type in Azure Remote App. 
and then you'll, you'll see this link. Just click on the link, and then you know it's very, very easy. So you see the purple box that says "Take a test drive." I click on that or touch on that, and then you know it's going to download the RDP agent. And as it downloads this RDP agent, which I've already done, I'm going to open that up. Literally, what you're presented now is a view of the apps that, that you know, in this case, in this trial, these are a set of apps that we have running inside of Azure. Yeah. And right now, what you're seeing is a view of apps that I can select. So if I click on Visio here, what it's doing right now is it's actually launching a VM in one of the Azure data centers. In this case, our, Azure, our, our data center down in, in, in Silicon Valley. And it's going to actually get up and running Visio mm -hmm. and then remote that down to my iPad. But I could be anywhere in the world, and this experience would be very consistent. And here I have a Windows application wow. that is now yeah. being remoted down to my iPad. I can do this on iOS, I can do this on iPads, on iPhones, I can do this on, on Windows devices. Interesting data point here, just literally over the weekend we crossed the point where our remote desktop app on Mac, OS, or Mac, iOS, and Android passed 10 million wow. downloads. So we put, it, we, you know, we put it in the store in October of 2013, we've had more than 10 million downloads. That is pretty epic. I mean, we are, uh, <laughs> we are putting a lot of apps into these um, app stores now. We're starting to see Microsoft actually bubble up as one of the top. Uh, well, actually, you know, if you take a look, yeah. if you take a look at what the top apps being downloaded for business, it's the Office apps. Yeah. So maybe while we're here on the iPad, let's actually take a look at some of the integration we've done between Intune, Azure Active Directory, and Office. So I'm going to come back here, and let's just walk through a very, very typical scenario that shows off the things that we've done where we've combined identity, productivity and management into one integrated solution. So let's just go ahead and I'm going to start here with um, Outlook. So this is what we call Outlook Web Access running on my iPad. Mm -hmm. And in this email, this is a very, very typical scenario. I'm going to get an email that's got some budget data and it's going to have a spreadsheet. That spreadsheet contains data that is confidential to the organization. So I want to be able to enable my users to use that and use that however they want to use it, but I want to also keep information confidential, yeah. right? You don't want it leaking out. That's right. And so in this, I'm just going to open up this Excel spreadsheet. And as I open up this Excel spreadsheet, the, you know, the first thing you do is you see our ability to manage the open-in capability. So I'm going to open this in Excel. It's going to bring up now Excel mm -hmm. on my iPad. And one of the things I do want to point out is there's only one version of Excel in the App Store. And what that version of Excel understands is if it gets deployed down through the self-service portal or the company store mm -hmm. that you get as a part of Intune, then it's a corporate app and it can be managed. Okay. Cool. So it's one yeah. app that has you know a kind of a personal side to it, if mm -hmm. you will, and a corporate side. Now, here I have this 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 uh, this, this spreadsheet here. I'm going to copy some of the information, and then I'm going to show you that you can actually share that data freely across managed applications. And so, if I come back, you know, let's just go ahead and let's open up um, Word. And again, this is Word that's been deployed down through the self-service portal, what we call the company portal. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm going to be able to do now is because this is a managed app that's been instrumented already to, to, to understand Intune in the container, when I go to paste this, paste is there, and lo and behold, just like you would expect, yeah, the information goes in. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Now, to show the container in action or show our, our mobile application management in action, let's go open up the default email app that I'm using for, you know, on an iOS mm -hmm. device for my personal email. Yeah. Now when I go to paste, what happens is you see the paste option doesn't exist there. It's just not there. It's like it's not on the clipboard. That's right. And so yeah. what actually has happened is all the data that's being put onto the clipboard by the managed app is encrypted. And so an application that hasn't been enlightened uh -huh. doesn't know how to unencrypt it, so it, it, it doesn't think there's anything there. And that's how the concept of a container actually works. That's very neat. So this gives you a great view of, of how you're able to separate corporate content from personal content, allow that free sharing of corporate content amongst the corporate applications, but block sharing from corporate to consumer as a way of doing your data leakage protection. Yeah. Only possible through Intune. Nice. Okay, That's that nice. level of management of the Office mobile applications on iOS 
and an Android is only possible through Intune. You cannot do that through a mobile iron, an AirWatch, a good technology, go down through the, through the yeah, offerings. You, you, you can't do wouldn't it. wouldn't be able to use the, the office applications yeah, in that because way in, well. order to, in order to deliver that scenario, you have to participate with the container that's running on the device. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't, you know, we don't have the ability to take all the office applications and integrate that with, you know, the 10 different uh, containers that are out on the market right now. now. That actually brings up a really interesting point. This enterprise mobility management market is so young, mm. it's just entering the phase where it's kind of crossing into mainstream and it's about to go through a massive amount of consolidation. You know, I was actually with um, um, 60, 65 different CIOs last week. You know, we were talking about security in a, in a mobile world. And I asked them, I said, how many mobile devices do you think are being used around the world globally to access corporate information? And, then, you know, kind of the consensus was, you know, let's say a half of a billion, mm -hmm. 500 million devices. If you take a look at the enterprise mobility management market, there's less than 20 million licenses that have been sold worldwide. Wow. So 20 million licenses on a half of a billion yeah, number kind of gets very scary. That means we've got a lot of it's single digit. Yeah. You know, now the the solution yeah. that's actually managing the the bulk of the world's devices is EAS. Yeah, and as we talked about last month, with what we've now included inside of Office three sixty five, as we come January, we're including the MDM capabilities or a, a portion of the MDM capabilities from Intune now natively into Office three sixty five and. All the devices that are being managed to exchange ActiveSync in Office 365, I think, will upgrade to that Intune included capability to get the, the, the richness of what that delivers. Yeah. So a huge, huge, literally just a huge day in terms of, yeah, it's of a, new capabilities coming into the market from Microsoft. It's incredible. And one of those insider things that I want to kind of just pull out from you for a second is something that hopefully folks have not even noticed. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you're going. This, in, unbeknownst to most people, in the background, whilst we've been releasing all these features, we've made a pretty big architectural change yeah. as well. We kind of re-architected Intune. Yeah. And you know, I, I doubt anybody in the world has even recognized it. Yeah, so what we've done over the past year is when we when we initially built Intune, we built it on the Windows Update infrastructure. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I initially kicked off the Intune project, I was also running Windows Update. You know, Windows Update manages and patches over a billion PCs every month and it's yeah. as a cloud service. You know, one could argue it's the world's most powerful cloud service. Mm -hmm. And so we actually started building Intune on top of that Windows Update infrastructure. Well, now what we've been doing is moving that, re-architecting as a pure cloud app on top of Azure. Mm -hmm. And so all the pieces that relate to mobility and enterprise mobility, over the last 12 months, we've re-architected and moved on to Azure. And that's one of the things that's giving us so much agility, mm -hmm. is we're taking advantage of all the capabilities of Azure, the scale out, the scale down, the global footprint, and it's marvelous. And so, you know, you have us, you know, first of all, saying Azure is our public cloud platform. We're learning a ton as we build our first-party services on that. It's delivering incredible value to my engineering team because there's so much I don't have to worry about anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about the supply chain and managing all the servers because that's all done for me now. If I need, need new capacity, it's a request, and bam, it's up and running. So, you know. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, starting in the summer, we, we, you know, we rolled out all the mobility pieces on top of Azure, and then you know, the releases that went out in November built on top of that, and the releases in December built on top of that. It's, it's cool. I mean, it's, from, from, as an engineer, what we've, what we've pulled off since um, TechEd in May is, is really remarkable. Yeah, the amount of stuff that's shipping is just, it is just fantastic. There yeah. is no way. I mean, every single member of your, your team is to be absolutely commended for the, the shipping ability right now. It's just intense. Yeah, it's, so. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a good week for us. Yeah. Um, so one of the thing, the other things um, that was announced uh, since we were last yeah. doing one of these shows was the Enterprise Cloud Suite. Mm -hmm. Kind of got a very similar name to the Enterprise Mobility Suite, yeah. not to be confused. Uh -huh. uh, one is actually a subset of the other, and therefore the other is a superset yeah. of uh, the other. So what's the, um, what's the approach there? What are, we, mm -hmm. what are we doing with the, um, the Enterprise Cloud Suite? Well, the suite? construct that most 
enterprise organizations as they purchase software from Microsoft have purchased it through this construct called the Enterprise Agreement or the EA. Mm -hmm. And with an EA, you know, essentially the way to think about it is you, you kind of cover your users for everything they need to be productive. So as you buy an EA, you get a Windows license, you get Office, and you get what's called the Core Cal, mm -hmm. which is the client access license to Windows Server, Exchange, SharePoint, System Center Configuration Manager, System Center Endpoint Manager, and I think Link is also in that. Yeah. Okay, so that's a that's a wonderful bundle, and it's and it's it's very heavily discounted, you know. And organizations, the majority of enterprise organizations in the world have an EA. Mm -hmm. Well, as we've been bringing Office 365 and the enterprise mobility suite to market, what we have heard from customer after customer is, is how does this relate to my EA? And then give me a simple way to upgrade from my enterprise agreement to all these new cloud services that you're releasing, mm -hmm. and that's what hit our price list on December first. So we could go today. And it's called the Enterprise Cloud Suite. Mm. And when you buy the Enterprise Cloud Suite, it comes with three components. It comes with Office 365 E3, mm -hmm. the full Enterprise Mobility Suite, and a per-user license of Windows. We, we've never done that before. Windows has always been mm. on a per-device basis. And so you get this per-user license of Windows, which allows you to do things like you know, give your users access to VDI without having to worry about the VDA licenses. Yeah. If you've bought MDOP, it also now gives you a per-user license of MDOP. Mm. You know, so it's so it's a V. It's a lot yeah. of things. Yeah. You know, again, Office 365 E3 Enterprise Mobility Suite and a per user license of Windows. And I think the thing that has been the most remarkable as I've had a chance to now talk with at least two hundred customers about the Enterprise Client Suite, if you're a customer that has a platform EA with us, to upgrade to the Enterprise Cloud Suite, it's about six and a half dollars per user per month and you get all of that. Yeah. I was sitting down with a large financial organization last week, and we were walking through this, and, and, and we actually sat down and said, what are you paying today for some of the similar components? So they were paying for another EMM solution, and we're paying you know, about $5 per user per month. Mm -hmm. They had a file sync solution that they were paying $12 per user per month for. Then they also actually had good, and they were using good for their email, which they were paying, you know, I think they said, 8 or $9 per user per month. Add it all up, they were paying close to $25 per oh. user per month for MDM, secure email, and enterprise file sync. You can get all that for about $6.5 per user per month with the enterprise cloud suite. And so you could just see the wheels going like, wow, I can save you know, $18, yeah. $18, $19 per user per month, have a more integrated, more superior solution from Microsoft. And I think that's the reaction that I think the majority of the market will have. This is actually what I think is game-changing announcement number four. Yeah. And I actually need to finish the blog on this. But I think you know, as you think about you know, solutions, it's a combination of product, packaging, pricing, and promotion. And I think we've got the right product, and everything that came out today and is coming out tomorrow gives us the, the right product. Mm -hmm. And you think about packaging and pricing, everything in the enterprise mobility suite and bringing it together in this enterprise cloud suite, it really is priced attractively, and I think organizations are going to definitely see that. Going back to that same um, audience where I had 65 CIOs in the room, I was talking about the enterprise cloud suite, and I said, now, who would actually be interested in purchasing this Every hand went up. Oh. And now what's happened since then is, you know, many of the, this was last week before our accountings had been briefed on this. About 70% of those accountings have now reached out to me and say, tell me more <laughs> about what my CIO came back mm -hmm. asking for a, for a quote on. And so it's, it's, it's remarkable. And I think we're doing the right things to put technology and great technology that solves real, real problems into customers' hands at a very, very attractive price. Yeah, I think it's a, it really is. It does exactly what it says on the tin. It gives you access to, well, basically everything that you need for mm -hmm. um, mobility and for access to yeah. cloud productivity in one single... You know, and we're, we're the endpoint zone here. Let's maybe just even kind of like bring this down, you know, specific. Mm. 
Many organizations today, just for their MDM, MAM capabilities, are paying three, four, five dollars per user per month. You know, if you've got yeah. that platform EA and you're six and a half, seven dollars, you know, per user per month for this, you get all the enterprise mobility, which is more comprehensive mm -hmm. than what the, the EMM vendors have. You get Office 365. You get a per user license of Windows. You know, yeah. financially, it's it's a wise move to, it to really move is. from what you're it, currently using and, and move to the Microsoft solution. It makes it kind of tough to see how you can do anything else in good conscience, really. Yeah. I guess that's, the, yeah. and that's kind of our approach. Yeah, true. And, I mean, if you take a look at what Microsoft has done historically, you know, great technology, bring it together, integrate it, you know, practice, you know uh, price it very attractively. Office did that. You know, kind of walk through Core Cal, the enterprise agreement. I think it's just an evolution of what we've done for for decades. Mm. It's a, it is fantastic. So, um, just to um, to close us out very quickly, um, one more very quick thing. Uh, you've just started a series of webcasts um, on yeah. uh, enterprise mobility, where you're sitting down with some of the um, the other key players inside mm -hmm. of Microsoft. So, um, the first one was um, with. Um, Office 365. Um, yeah. So the next one, I think, after that is with um, Azure Active Directory. Yeah. Um, just getting to. So we've got four on the docket. Yeah. The first one, I sat down with uh, Kirk Koningsbauer, mm -hmm. and we talked about the integration that we've done across Office 365, Azure Active Directory, and Intune to deliver secure mobile productivity. And we go into a lot of the detail about you know what it is that we've built, why it's different than just simply taking an SDK and embedding that into the Office application. We talk about what we've done on the back end. You know how we've actually integrated in the back end with Azure Active Directory as a center of everything, and you know it's much much different than anybody else in the market has done. So Kirk actually runs the engineering team that builds Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Visio, and you know my team and his team have been locked in you know in, in, in integration work for the past you know 12, 14, 15 months, and so that one focuses on that. The second one focuses on uh, and the second so the first one actually will air tomorrow on December 9th, mm -hmm. and then we'll do 30 minutes of live um, Q and A after that. The second one, I think, is January 13th, yep. and it's Michael Wallet and myself. Michael has run engineering teams for me on enterprise client you know, since 2007. It has a, an incredible history at Microsoft. Uh, ran the Internet Explorer team for many years. Um, actually ran GFS, which is our infrastructure mm. that, we, yep. that we had before Azure that all of our servers ran on. And he and I are talking about what, what we see happening as the market consolidates. And so we talk about research that we've done that actually shows that the enterprise mobility role is consolidating in most companies with the Config Manager team. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we talked about the integration that we've done with Config Manager and Intune and kind of how we think the market plays out over the next you know, 12, 18 months. That's number two. Number three will air in February, uh, and number three and four are both going to center on identity. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about the work in the enterprise mobility suite so you can understand when you're under attack and how you can, and how you can stop and block those attacks. Uh, you know, I, in somewhat a joking manner, and you know, given what's going on with Sony right now and others, it's, it's not a joking matter. But there are kind of two kinds of organizations in the world: those who have been breached and those who haven't admitted it yet. Yeah. And so, some of the things that we've done in the enterprise mobility suite around identity management help you to see and understand when your users have been compromised, like with a phishing attack, and you're under attack, and how to block that. Then the other piece we wanted to talk about is, is as we think about the role of identity in enterprise mobility. That identity is is central, and it, it, I would tell you it's probably the most central component of any mobility mm -hmm. strategy that an enterprise needs to needs to put together. So we're going to talk in detail about more work that we're doing, how conditional access works, how we're actually able to embed, for example, um, access privileges and rights right into the file itself. But the, the next, the third and fourth will focus on identity because it's so critical to that enterprise mobility strategy. And Alex Simons will join me on on number three and number mm -hmm. four. And Alex runs the program management teams for all of Identity, whether that's Azure Active Directory, 
as well as Microsoft Security Account. So he is like the identity dude at Microsoft. Yeah. And, and again, our teams basically live with each other. So it's a it's a great uh, it's going to be a great webcast series. And I'll make sure that the uh, the links are in the show notes uh, underneath uh, this particular show. Nice and easy to cover. Um, just looking forward very quickly to uh, the next month, which will probably be January. Mm -hmm. um, and also, obviously, we've got the holiday season uh, in the middle of that. So things are probably going to slow down a little. No. Um, no? No. Oh, okay. We actually <laughs> got a full docket of things coming out in January already. Excellent. You know, so, um, yeah, first of all, happy holidays to everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm certainly looking forward to some time off. It's, i got to tell you, it's probably been um, maybe the most intense six, seven months that yeah. I've had in my career because we've been doing so much work. And... You know, I've been on the road so much as we're trying to help the market understand what it is that we've built. But, you know, even though it is, is the holidays, you know, the team's working on this remarkable schedule, this remarkable plan of record, and there's new things coming out in January and February. And, mm, cool. you know, like, for example, as we get, in, you know, conditional access to SharePoint Online, mm -hmm. uh, additional pieces yeah. coming out with Android, you know, so there's, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a constant and continual update. Yeah, I think probably one of the things that's going to be on the top of people's minds is actually getting some of the, uh, the new features that we've already announced for Intune appearing inside of Configma. So those things are going yeah. to start to and come through as well. And what we're doing yeah. there, exactly. Yeah, that's all going to yeah, start to come through as well. So um, make sure you uh, keep watching the show. Um, come back for the next one. Hopefully we'll be talking a little bit around uh, some of what uh, Brad has just been explaining. Please let us know comments and uh, anything like that down below. Um, lots of uh, easy access to us. Uh, my Twitter handle is at SciMonster. You are at In the cloud, in the MSFT. Cloud. In the cloud, MSFT. And we'll see you next time on the Endpoint Zone. Bye-bye. Thank mm -hmm. you.